This is Planet 76, your source for all things Philadelphia 76ers. We've got another great episode coming your way today, and we're clear for takeoff. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Planet 76 Podcast. This is episode 28, pushing 30, pushing 30. This is Planet 76. As always, I'm your co-host, Michael from Trust the Love, and Troy with me right alongside here on Zoom. And we're going to be recapping the Sixers' four games, yes, that we missed, right? Four games. Yeah, something like that. Something like that, <laughs> look. yes. And um, as always, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, go do that. It would be very, that's very necessary that you do that. It would be very helpful to us if you did that. Also, go follow us on Instagram and make sure you also subscribe on YouTube because if you're not, if you prefer a video format, then YouTube is for you. The YouTube version of our podcast is for you. Whereas if you prefer audio format, our podcast version of the podcast is for you. So with that being said, I'm going to kick it to Troy. Let's get right into the episode. Yeah, let's get right into it. But let's start with Thanksgiving. Sure. So <laughs> November 29th uh, today is Monday. But Thanksgiving just a few days ago. So I got to ask, one, how was your Thanksgiving, Michael? And two, what was your favorite dish? So my Thanksgiving was really nice. Really nice. Um, very relaxing couple of days off classes which is always great so i can't cannot complain no matter the circumstances i cannot complain about that and ordinarily my favorite dish my mom makes a mac and cheese like casserole kind of thing Ooh. ordinarily that is my favorite dish however okay i was recently diagnosed with covid in june and i still can't taste oh so goodness. i wasn't able I wasn't able to enjoy my Thanksgiving favorites this year, but it's okay because my, you know, everybody else had a nice Thanksgiving, and that's, that's great. I <laughs> still had still a great time. Did you still eat the mac and cheese? Huh? Did you still eat the mac and oh, cheese? Oh, I still ate everything. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't thoroughly enjoy it as much as I do in 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 uh, as much as I do and did in previous years. But again, so had a nice Thanksgiving. It was wow. very relaxing with the family, and. I can't. I, other, other than that, I can't go. Other than that, I can't complain. So, how how would you? <laughs> it was good. It was good. So I went down to good. Virginia, spent a few days with some friends down there, and uh, went to one of my best friend's parents' house in North Carolina on Thanksgiving Day. Um, it was good. It was good. But good. the best part was my friend Ben. His mom. Ben's also a Sixers fan. Shout out to Ben. His mom, Patty, makes a phenomenal peanut butter pie. Wow. She made a bunch good. of different pies. She made pumpkin pie, but I was like, no, I want that one. Peanut butter pie, pretty like soft, like some a layer, a thin really layer good. of chocolate on the top. Very good. By far the best thing at the dinner table um, was the dessert. But everything else was good too. Stuffing was good. That's the only thing I went back for seconds was the stuffing. Uh, very good. So shout out to them for uh, the good eats down south in North Carolina. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good few days down there. Mm -hmm. So speaking of speaking of pie, speaking, oh boy. before we do, speaking of pie, 
I'm a big pecan pie fan, and if you're from the if you're from like Pennsylvania, I'm not sure where else they're at, but there's a store. It's called Costco. You ever heard of Costco? Oh yeah, Costco. Yep, we have Costco they have up here in Long Island. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They have for I don't know if it's I don't know if it's year round, but they make a pecan pie. It is like, it's probably the size of my head times three. It is massive. <laughs> It is a, they make massive pies, and we always get a pumpkin and a pecan. And I gotta say, like, pecan pie is just. No words. Wow. No words. It's amazing. That good, huh? Yeah. Noted. All right. Costco, sponsor us. <laughs> yes. yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That'd be sick. Um, so, yeah. Thanksgiving was good. Um, heading into December here soon. So, Sixers here on November 29th play the Orlando Magic. Got a win tonight. Uh, we'll get into that. But that give, puts them at a record at 11-10 and 10 on the season, around 9th, 10th in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, about three and a half back of the Brooklyn Nets, who lead the Eastern Conference at 14-6. and six. Um, Man, we're playing a lot of road games. So, we had the six-game road trip. We come back for two at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Magic tonight, and now we're back on the road for four. Um, so our episode today is going to be covering that, covering the road trip out west, covering the two games at home, and then a preview of the four games to come. So um, I think I guess we can start with that thrilling game in Minnesota. Um, Joel and, or at home against Minnesota, Joel Embiid's return. Mm-hmm. Just dropped a slight forty-two and fourteen. Um, Casually, easy. yeah. So, what do you think of that one? Well, besides for the fact that it ended in a loss, I'm just really glad that Embiid is back. I'm really glad that he is the player that he has always been. Again, monster forty-two fourteen game um, with like twenty-one made free throws. I mean, when you talk about just mm. sheer dominance, teams cannot guard this dude. So what do they do? They foul him instead. And he's a great free throw shooter, so he makes it count. He makes it worth it. Right. I'm sorry, he makes the team he makes the other team regret it because he makes his free throws. And um Yeah, I also gotta hand it to the T- Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell. I'm not a big D fan. Um I don't I just he's just kinda like he's kinda boring as a player. No offense. I just But he's a good he's really good. <laughs> I just I'm just not a huge Delo guy, but he had a good game. He would game. not miss. <sighs> yeah, he uh, he, uh, he had a great game. What did he finish he was with? Throwing up, dude. Yeah, thirty-five points, and I think he I think he had like only five at halftime or something crazy. Yeah, some of the dude some went of the off. Shots he was throwing up were just ridiculous. Like some of the threes he was hitting, I was like, yeah, only against the Sixers would this happen. Like, <laughs> We make every single guard look like an, like Michael Jordan, straight up. Like it's happened with Kemba Walker, it's happened with Spencer Dinwiddie, it ha- it's happened with D'Lo yep. in the past, I'm sure, and now it's happening again. Yep. So he he was put up a heroic effort in that game, and the Sixers lost double overtime. <laughs> yeah, what a game. D'Lo went off. Cat Cat was annoying. Mm-hmm. He fouled out, and then he still kept just barking on the bench the entire yeah. time in, in overtime. He finished with 28-10. and 10. 
but D'Lo, man, and I, I'm I I kind of like D'Lo. Yeah, I do. Um, he, like you said, some of the threes he was hitting, one in overtime that kind of I don't even remember what overtime it was. The one step back on Joel was just ridiculous. When we kind of like chucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Off it. Off it. Off of one foot, right? Yeah. Or just ridiculous. <laughs> and and you like knew it was going in because he was. I mean, he was hitting mid range shots. He was hitting you know threes. I mean, cooking us. They he was cooking. He was cooking. Uh, play of the game though, and I wish we would have won. It's got to be the Tyrese Maxey missed free throw. Andre Drummond put back. That Dude. was wild. How you never was... see that. That was crazy. That was really just wow. Drummond did that. Like one of those, one of those kind of moments. Yeah. That was awesome. So clutch. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't catch the game, Andre Drummond checks in after Tyrese Maxey gets fouled around half court, down by three, with two seconds left. So it's like okay, Tyrese is gonna make the first. They're gonna try and get a tap in for the second. So you got Andre Drummond on the block. You got. Uh, Joel Embiid on the other side, and Tyrese makes the first and has the perfect missed free throw. Um, I mean, shout out to Tyrese Maxey. That was flawless. And then Drummond taps it back in with a second left and sends it to double OT, where the Sixers would eventually fall. And we'll get into some of that, I think, here in just a moment. But, man, what a play that was. What a play that was. So Sixers fall, fell to 10-10 and 10 after that game, um, right at 500. And then um, just to recap, even the West Coast road trip. So the Sixers had a six-game road trip before coming home for that one. Uh, they went 2-4, and four, five of which were out west, where they went 2-3. and three. The only other game was with Indiana. Um, and we kind of said right here on this podcast, we said we'll take two wins out of, out of five on that road trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they got. And I uh, can't complain if we said that's what we wanted. So, um, But let's go back. We can talk about the Magic a little bit too, but let's go back to the late game issues that the Sixers had against Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. And you can like kind of run us through that if you want. So Maxi, I don't even remember the exact situation. Sixers were up late in the I second do. overtime, and uh, something happened. So let's hear what happened. So... I believe Embiid was coming off a screen. He was screening for Maxi. He came off a screen, and he was at the top of the key. And Maxi just threw a bad pass. Threw a, threw a bad pass, mm. and obviously it missed the mark. And I, th- I believe the Timberwolves scored on that turnover. And it was just bad, just really bad. Um, and then we have in the at little outline here, Embiid scored all seven for the Sixers in double overtime. And that's another issue, like... More guys got to get involved in the mm-hmm. in the flow of the of the game and in this in the scoring column because we have guys that can score Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, even Tyree. I mean, even Tyrese Maxey. Like he's he's become a pretty reliable scorer, and you know, right. obviously Embiid is going to score majority of the points, but you also want more guys to get involved so you don't have Embiid forcing shots. Hmm. I think what bothered me the most, what bothered me more than Maxi turning it over late, again, the Sixers, I don't know, there was obviously a difference between the shot clock and game clock, but it was yeah. like 30 seconds left. Yeah. Sixers were up one at the time. Maxi turns it over that, you know, Timberwolves take the lead and we never got it back. Um, 
my issue there, and I was yelling at my TV because Maxi had it up at the top of the top of the key. Everybody's outside, and again, there's a few second difference between the shot and game clock. He's got D'Angelo Russell on him. I'm 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 telling Maxi like go take him because like yeah. D'Angelo Russell is not Kawhi Leonard by any means. No. Um, Everybody in the building thinks you're going to go to Embiid. What's Embiid going to do? Outstanding outside three point line after he gets the ball. Is he going to? We want Embiid to shoot a three. Like, okay, I mean that's that's a possibility. But like, Maxi could have taken him. And I think whether it was on him, whether it was the play call, whether it was you know again, it could have been Doc Rivers saying no, Joel is getting this ball. Right. Um, but like, I I can certainly see Maxi getting by him considering there was nobody in the lane. Um, so that was my big issue there. And then at the end of double overtime, I don't even remember. We were down. Did we need a three? What would we lose by there? We lose by two or three. But anyway, Joel and B got the ball um, like on the wing and yeah. didn't even get a shot off really. Yeah, um, that he was got kind doubled. of disgusting. He got doubled <laughs> and he didn't even really use his dribble. And right. he was just kind of in the in the he was on the block almost, and he was just kind of sitting there with the ball. And yeah, you gotta draw better. If you're Doc Rivers, you have to draw up a better play than that. That cannot be your yeah. last chance at a bucket late game. You need something else. That's not gonna cut it at all. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty weak. Um, I'm trying to. I'm gonna pull up the end of the game real quick and just see, cause like that was, that was upsetting, you know. To, oh, yeah. For Joel to be the only person that scores in double overtime, and he's fresh off of three weeks off, you know why aren't other guys stepping up? Um, Seth Curry, he ended up with like fourteen, and I didn't see them, <laughs> like because second half on, it seemed like he was very, very quiet. Um, yeah, and and maybe not even to his own fault, he didn't seem to get the ball. Um, that's just something I noticed. You know, it's like you have one of the best three point shooters, spot up shooters in the league, and. You know, we never. It seems like we never run plays for Seth late. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of a, a disappointing end to the game. Obviously, you want to win that one, but certainly some late game issues in Minnesota or against Minnesota that trans transitioned to tonight's game against the Magic a little bit. Although the Sixers came out with the W, um, the Sixers could not put the Orlando Magic away tonight. Um, Seth had a great game, 24 on 10 of 13 shooting. Yes. And, again, he's a guy that shoots mostly jump shots, so that's pretty good. Uh, Tobias, 17 and 9, but Sixers could not put the magic away. Uh, what's that guy's name for the magic that went off? Uh, Wagner, Wagner. Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner, the eighth overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude was playing very, yeah. very I've well. I've heard he's really good. I, yeah. He, he sure showed it tonight. He had twenty-seven, six, and five. Really kept them wow. in it. I mean, he was their go-to guy late the whole the whole fourth quarter, really. Um, but still, like I mean, Sixers had a big lead early. They ended up winning by five. But it's like, you know, even um, you know the play-by-play -play announcers for the Sixers are saying, okay, like maybe we can get some Joel Joel some rest tonight. You know, let's mm -hmm. take this lead, yeah. give a, have a twenty-point lead in the fourth, and the Sixers couldn't do it. Um, had some turnovers late, got a little sloppy. I'm a little concerned. That's my biggest concern with this 11-10 and 10 Sixers team is their late game management. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah. it seems like we're losing. We won tonight, but it seems like we're losing a lot more close games than we're winning close games. Um, 
But yeah, that's my little rant. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah, I mean, a win, uh, a win is a win. I, 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 like I said, I, I, I told you, I told some people, I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the game tonight, so it seems like I missed. Yeah. It seems like I may have dodged a bullet, but again, a win is a win. You know, still, still early in the season. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Um, before we look ahead, let's give some, uh, give some awards out. So over the last three, four games, Michael, who is the Planet 76 player of the week? So I think I may have given it to him before. You may have given it to him before. And he will get more, definitely. And also, despite his not-so-great game in Minnesota, I'm going to give this to Seth Curry because he's put on multiple 20-point showings. Um, obviously, this season so far, he's been amazing. Sim- very similar to last season. Um, he's just been very key for the Sixers as a secondary ball handler, as a secondary scorer. He just, well, his, his game just fits this team so well. And uh, I just, we all love Seth Curry. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it to Seth Curry. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. I got the shout out of the week. Um, and it has to be just – it's a two-parter. So the play, <laughs> i got to go back to it. Andre Drummond <laughs> with the tip in because, uh. um, oh, my goodness, that was incredible. And then Andre Drummond just on the hole um, tonight. Um, he was he helped the Sixers win tonight against the Magic. So Joel a little quiet. Um, you know, Drummond had 7 and 12 boards in 18 minutes. So pretty active in his time in, two blocks. Um, but there was a stretch, I think, early fourth quarter. Sixers only took a three-point lead tonight um, against the Magic into the fourth, and Andre had a couple rebounds. He had a nice steal. He had uh, um, Tobias throw him a lob. He had another finish at the rim. He was just active, and you know he helped the Sixers get a win. He did have a couple stupid turnovers after a couple offensive rebounds, um, but he wouldn't be Andre Drummond without that. <laughs> it's kind of right. who he is. Right. So uh, he 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 helped the Sixers win tonight. I will say that. Um, so he's the shout out of the week. You had something interesting on Instagram today. Was it the TikTok thing? The TikTok thing. Yeah. So let's so, hear it. So for those that don't know, I also have an NBA TikTok. Just trust the love. If you want to go follow. And um, I, I was reacting to a Instagram poll, funny enough, we're coming full circle with the whole Instagram TikTok thing, where it was Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young, who you vote on who's better in the poll. And majority said Donovan Mitchell, which I took very much, not offense to, but I, I found a major problem with that. So I reacted to it on my TikTok, and I thought that a lot of people would agree with me, but it turned out it was more 50-50 than it was like 80-20. And I was like, okay, this is this cannot be it. Like, this cannot be. I, I need to, I need to convert everyone because this doesn't make sense. So I made a video, <laughs> and it got a couple thousand views, and people were like, "You're an idiot!" Like, uh. so I took to my Instagram. <laughs> I said, "Hey, I said, hey, what do you guys think about this? But you know, let's see if you're smarter than the homies on TikTok." And as of an hour ago, 
it wasn't looking good because I was getting the same results that I was on TikTok. And that kind of makes me rethink things. But then when I do, I'm just like, there's no way. There's no way that I'm wrong. And I don't mind being wrong. I have no problem being wrong. It happens all the time. Especially with especially with trust and love. But I, at this, at this, with this, I, I with this, there was just no way. I, I could not accept and I will not accept that I'm wrong. Because I'm not. I am not. Trey Young is better. <laughs> and I don't even like Trey Young that much. You're not wrong. I'll tell you where I stand after you tell me why you are so confident. All right. So I'll sum it up. I, I had like a two-minute explanation on my TikTok, but I'll sum it up in a few, in a few seconds. It's just like <laughs> the way I look at it is off, the ba- basketball has two sides of the game. There's offense and defense. You got to compare players on both ends of the floor to see who's better. Who, whoever is better offensively and defensively is better. However, in this case, when you have a player like Trey Young, who's atrocious defensively, and I mean that, and we all know that, you got to look at the gap. And what I mean by that, the gap between Donovan Mitchell on defense and Trey Young on defense. Is it enough to say that that Mitchell is better? And while Mitchell is better defensively, yes, I don't know if the gap is that large as opposed to the gap on offense. Because Trey Young, obviously we know, Great shooter, great scorer, but just like... And his playmaking killed the Sixers in the playoffs. His playmaking ability yes. killed the Sixers in the playoffs. His playmaking, he as a playmaker and just overall offensive, like, whatever, like, just offensive player, it, it, he is miles better than Donovan Mitchell. And that's where my conclusion comes from. Mm-hmm. Because even though Mitchell takes him on defense, it, the gap in offense is much larger. There, yeah. Than the gap in defense, so that's why I said because Trey Young's offense for the most part makes up for his defense. Like he can, it happened in the playoffs too. He was he got hit in on, you know, guys like Danny Green who don't do much besides shoot. When he drives, he's not great. Trey Young, right. you know, all that stuff. So the gap on offense is larger than the gap on defense between the two players, which for the most part is why I think Trey Young's better. That was like a few minutes long. I didn't mean for it to go that much, but I wanted no. to explain it in full you depth. You sold me. Really? You sold me. All right. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Okay. Um, even before that spiel, uh, and okay. I, I just think Trey Young is amazing. Yeah, he um, really is. I don't like. I don't particularly like either no, player no, at all. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's where I fall too. I promise. I have no but, bias towards any of these players. Right, and Trey Young, my my. I don't want to say hate. My dislike for Trey Young dates back to Oklahoma um, uh, playing against my West Virginia Mountaineers. But um, he's he's pretty amazing. I mean, both guys are good, obviously. You noted, I mean, they're both very good offensively. But, like, Trey Young, his playmaking is what sets him apart. And when I saw this poll, kind of the thing that went through my head, um, now, again, they're different players. But let's say Donovan Mitchell – last year against the Sixers is in place of Trey Young on the Hawks. How many games do the Hawks win in that series? Because I don't think yeah. it's four. I don't think they win more games. I don't I don't I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think they win more games than, than if Trey Young and I don't like to use that argument but but it applies Like I don't think they beat us in the series last no, year if Donovan Mitchell's there. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Yeah. And Trey Young's right. off ball ability, like 
he he's a threat off the ball as much as he is on the ball. I don't know if that's the same right. with Donovan Mitchell, and and that's you know that you can twist that either way, but that also right. I think I think that also applies too. Yeah, yeah, and that's not like a, a proof of oh Trey Young's you know better because Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. wouldn't have done his you know because it's all situation yeah, and fit and who's around you, but but hypothetically, and, and Trey Young, he just, I mean, we saw it for seven games. He is annoying. Yeah. And he makes everybody else better. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's, he's aver- he averages like 29 and 9. <laughs> right. Not that Donovan Mitchell's stats aren't, aren't great, but, like, dude, that before, you know, a few years ago, that's, like, rare. I mean, now it seems like a lot of guys are putting up, you know, ungodly numbers, but... Right. The dude is good, and he's going to be good for a long time. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, you know who else is good? I just want to give a quick shout-out to Tobias Harris. Um, this is not the shout-out of the week, but Tobias Harris, um, he's only played, t- I guess, 13 games now. He's averaging 20 points a game. Um, he's averaging a career high in rebounds. He's over eight. His rebounding this year has been spectacular. He had some man's boards against Minnesota um, a couple nights ago. He's averaging a career high in assists. He's always been around three, but he's up to four this year. And again, small sample size, but he's playing well. And this is all despite only shooting like 32, 33% from three. Um, He's just, he's been fun to watch. His defense, um, he's, he's played well. He's He's so capable, like, off the dribble and getting into the lane and making stuff happen in the mid-range and getting to the rim um, to the point where, you know, this is a guy who can shoot the ball very well and his, his numbers or his percentage is a little low, and yet his points per game is still there because he can do it in so many different ways. And I just think he has been very good. I really hope he can earn an all-star this year. And, um, yeah, I, I'm impressed with Tobias Harris. I just had to say that. <laughs> Me too, man. I I second that. I am gonna ride the wave of everything that Troy just said because I agree. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then Tyrese Maxey, another guy. Um, he's played. Just a shout out to him because he's played in every game. Um, now twenty one games in. Sixers are eleven and ten. Yep, durability. He's durable. Eighteen and a half a game over the last nine games. It's like. 23, 24 points a game, um, f- nearly a five to one assist turnover ratio for a guy that is thrown into this role. We can't say it enough on on Planet Seventy Six, but he has been very good, very fun to watch. Um, yeah. Um, then a couple other questions I have, and okay. I need answers. So I hope you're ready. So Danny Green, before tonight, the night before against Minnesota, he came off the bench. I thought I heard someone say that Doc Rivers said he's going to continue to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. It, was that for fiction? Because he started tonight against Orlando. What Do you have any idea? Uh, it's funny because I think I saw something as well. I'm not sure yeah. where. And I was thinking, okay, I mean, I don't mind that. I guess depending on who's starting for Danny Green, but I guess it doesn't matter now because... <laughs> He's starting again, so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think he, I think he I think he's a guy that they should continue to start. But if he does come off the bench again, it depends on who is taking his place. Right. Right. Um, 
I got to I got to bring up the late game issues again. Mm-hmm. What is the answer? Because against Minnesota it was go to Joel Embiid and see if he can and he he made some tough shots against Minnesota. Yeah. But then it's he gets doubled and we had a couple turnovers and Maxi tries to force him the ball. Um what's the answer? Because I don't well, know. I the, the late game stuff is getting a little old for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. I think I think a lot of it falls on Doc Rivers because ultimately he's the guy that's going to be making the plays and calling calling this and calling that for the Sixers. You know, he's got he's to gotta have things set in stone as to, okay, here's what we're going to do this. He, he needs to have things that they can go to on a game-to-game basis that are situational, that, that apply to them in late game. Okay, we're down one, 30 seconds left. What are we going to do? Okay, we're down three, one minute right. left. What are we going to do? He, I mean, I'm sure he does, and it, it might not always work, but he's got to have go-to scenarios during certain situations in within the six, like in-game, in, in, in a time where they need points. And I think, mm-hmm. it, I think it comes on the dock. And obviously player execution too but for the most part i think that the players themselves i mean late game yes they have issues executing but for the most part i just, I just think it comes down to play calling really hmm. i wish we had jimmy butler because we <laughs> wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> oh man and i think that is part of it we don't have a closer and mm-hmm. it's tough for a center like joel and b to be a yeah closer per se and again situational um, I mean, it's almost like I mean, in a tie game, with a shot clock turned off, heck yeah, give it to him, be down low. Mm. But like sometimes you just can't, and sometimes yeah, he's right. going to be doubled, exactly. and sometimes you're down three. Yeah. Um, and it's like you know, and again, in those late night situ- late night late game situations the other night, Seth Curry didn't touch the ball. Tobias Harris, I mean, I don't, again, he's so good offensively. I think he could take more of a role. Yeah. In these late game things, I don't think he would shy away from it. Um, I don't know. Even Tyree again, Tyrese Maxey against Minnesota. I, if you rewatch that whole play, he had so much space to take the Angela Russell to the rim and give the Sixers like a three point lead with fifteen twenty seconds. And yeah. he said, "Let me let me run over here, call Joel for a screen, and everybody knows what he's going to do with the ball. That's why it was a turnover. Like yeah. everybody knew. It, there was no." No, no. Uh, every uh, every other person on the court wasn't moving, <laughs> and Joel comes over. It's like, oh, what are we gonna do? Let me just um, do. So, yeah. <laughs> so that just wasn't. That just ugh. Uh, it can be better, and I think that's something they need to work on. And um, yeah. But so twenty-one games in, Tobias Harris has played in thirteen games. Joel Embiid has played in even less, and um, Ben Simmons has played in zero. Hopefully and the Sixers way. are 11 and 10. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a little healthy. That's kind of how I wanted to go. Um, getting healthy. People are back. Is it time to go on a run? That's my question. Well, with this little stretch of games, they have Boston on Wednesday, Atlanta on Friday, and Charlotte on Monday and Wednesday of next week. I'm hoping... Spoiler alert, probably. I don't know if we're going to talk about this or not. I'm hoping they go 3-1. and one. But I'd love mm. to see them go 2-2 two and two because 
a little a nice little jump start with a with a win against Boston and one of one or two of Atlanta and Charlotte twice for a healthy Sixers team that's that's a real nice boost because these are good teams and obviously Atlanta's yeah. probably a little better than the the other two but these are these are these three teams are very good teams in the Eastern Conference so this is going to be a really good test for the Sixers and I just I would love to I would love a three and one record in this little four game stretch, but two and two is also yeah. fine for me. Yeah, I I just want to see him make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because again, we're sitting we're sitting right in the pack with these teams right yeah. now in the Eastern yep. Conference, and again, there's there's only three and a half four games of separation from one to ten, so it's like okay, not a big deal. Yet. You know, because we're a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, over these next 20, 21 games, like, I don't want to, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to be near 500. Yeah. I'd rather be 10 over, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think it's time to take, make, make a run because if we, you know, because we've been saying all oh, COVID issues, oh, injuries, oh, this, everybody's back and ready. Let's get the ball rolling. This um, is be a that's what I want to see. And yeah. it's going to be a great opportunity for the Sixers to get their footing, and that everyone's healthy. They can okay, we're healthy. Let's let's lock in, let's let's make some noise. All that kind of all that stuff. Like these 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 four games are going to be very a great test. Again, I'll say it again, a great test because like you like you mentioned, the season's chugging along, and yeah. you know as we get closer to the midway point of the season, things are going to be shaping up for this team you know we're gonna have more to work with in terms of what they are as a as a team and as a whole right and these ga- and games like these are, are are key because you can look at that and say okay Sixers against high tier eastern conference teams how do they look what do they do stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it is a test I mean, we're going back on the road. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We better yeah. get a nice home stretch coming up because yeah, this no, is right. like. <laughs> I think there's one. I think there's one in at the end of December, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. We need it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah, I mean, so the Sixers have the exact same record as the Hawks, exact same record as the Celtics, and the Hornets are a little better record wise. Hornets, right now. yeah. Hornets have played two more games and they've won two more games, so mm-hmm. thirteen and ten. Yeah. Um, for the Hornets right now. Um. Again, there's a logjam in the Eastern Conference, and uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. But I think, you know, these next – it's a long stretch, but 20, 30 games to you get to about halfway point in the season, there can be some moving. Mm-hmm. There can be some, like, okay, this is kind of who this team is going to be because um, there's not always a ton of moving and shaking from, like, going from the 7 or 8 seed to the top two in this back half of the season. That doesn't always happen, right. you know. Exactly. Um, you're kind of where you're going to be. Um, you know, at least in tiers of teams, your top team, your middle of the pack, you're not going to make the playoffs, kind of thing. Um, so I think it's time. I'm excited. You know, it, some of these games the Sixers have been playing, it's like, oh, man, I don't even want to watch because like Joel's not playing, Tobias mm-hmm. isn't playing. You know, it's yeah. a different lineup every night. Now we can get some consistency. Now we can get you know in a groove. I think Doc, I saw something on Twitter. He's like, yeah, this team's going to be good. I think this team's going to be good. I'm excited. Um, you know, and I think everybody's on the same page. So we shall see. And that's minus an all-star in number 25. Um, still waiting to see what happens with that. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, hopefully we can get the ball rolling with a healthy roster and uh, make some noise. What's the who, what's the key to beating Boston real quick? So Boston Wednesday, December first, first game of December. How do we come out of there with a win? Well, one one constant that's remained throughout the past few seasons of the Sixers playing the Celtics is that no one can stop Joel Embiid. The six the Celtics still don't have a competent enough center to stop Embiid. So the Sixers need to take advantage of that in every way possible, and literally. Just throw Embiid at the Celtics. Yeah. That's what he's done. In the playoffs in 2020, he averaged 30 and 12, literally against the Celtics in five games, four games, whatever it was. Last year, against the Celtics, you can go look at the numbers. I'm sure he averaged something close to that. Right. In the regular season, they didn't play in the playoffs. But he, he I mean, when he plays the Celtics, he, he is dominant, as he is with 95% of the NBA when they play the Sixers. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think feed the big man. It would just be really, it'd be really sweet to come out of there with the win. Oh yeah. You know, maybe that is what can spark something for mm-hmm. this team. Um, that would be very, very nice to leave Boston with the win, head down to Atlanta on a Friday night. Now, now I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like okay, uh, yeah. you know, not the West Coast anymore. We're playing some teams we're familiar with, playing some teams we don't like. Um, Definitely. Let's get it going. I'm excited for this week. Definitely. Definitely going to be a good time. Let's go. All right. I think that's it for Planet 76, episode 28. We'll, we, we will be back yes. next week. Yes. And uh, hopefully talking about some Sixers W's. Definitely. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the key. That's the hope. Dreaming <laughs> dreaming and wishing of that. We'll see. Let's go. Make it happen. All right. We'll see you next time on Planet 76. Peace. Are you on Instagram? Why don't you go give us a follow at Planet76Podcast so you can be in the know when we drop new episodes. Thanks for listening to this one, and we'll see you next time.